This is the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, and found none. So he said to the gardener, see here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, sir, let it alone for one more year until I can dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. So there we were, hiking through the Badlands National Park in South Dakota. This was one of many summer trips that my dad and I would take when I was growing up. One year took us all the way out to the Grand Canyon and visiting the many Native American reservations of the Southwest. Another year found us in the heart of New York City in the Bronx obliging my dad's friend at a Yankees game, who was a die-hard, all-things New York sports fan. Uh, any New York Yankees fans here bold enough to... There's a hand in the, in the lobby. It's bold. All right. So this particular year, uh, and I was maybe 10 or 11, that's important to keep in mind, uh, we visited South Dakota. We saw Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse monuments, the Black Hills, and then today, going on a hike through the Badlands. 244,000 uh, acres of wide open prairie space, wild bison just roaming free, and stunning rock formations, and evidently, I learned, one of the world's richest fossil beds. So this idyllic place for an exhilarating and renewing hike to take in the wonder of the natural world until you lose track of your car. <laughs> in the middle of July, with very little water left, we were quite literally lost in the desert. Comparisons were made to the ancient Israelites in the wilderness. Now, when we finally did track down our vehicle, as evidenced by me standing here today, I know I did not die in the Badlands, we discovered that the lone bottled beverage in the cooler was beer. Did I mention I was 10 or 11? So a little ingenuity and creativity later, my dad poured the melted ice, now ice-cold water, into an empty container that water, I tell you, never tasted quite so good. 
Now, you don't have to get lost in the badlands of South Dakota to appreciate the refreshment and rejuvenation of a glass of cool water. Whether it's after a long workout, uh, time spent doing yard work, uh, or eating something particularly spicy, or just rehydrating first thing in the morning. We know that we need water to live, and in fact, our own bodies are made up of at least 60% water. Water is an essential part of our planet, too. 70% of the surface of the Earth is covered in water. Now, of course, the perception of water is vastly different depending on where you live, as we know. It's welcome relief to areas of droughts, such as in California, these past years, or destructive flooding in Nebraska and other parts of the Midwest in these past few days. But for good or for bad, water is powerful. Think about the water stories in the Bible. There's a lot of them. There's the life-giving waters at creation that swarmed with living creatures or the destructive waters of the flood and the ark floating atop that saved Noah and his family, or the parted waters of the Red Sea that allowed the Israelites safe passage out of slavery in Egypt, the waters of the Jordan River at Jesus' baptism that named and claimed him as God's own beloved. Water is a powerful symbol in the story of our faith. And so today, everyone that thirsts, come to the waters. We hear the prophet Isaiah declare, water stands at the beginning of the prophet's message of hope and restoration to these returning exiles coming back to their homeland after so much time away. Now, this was not exactly the most prosperous time in their nation's history, for people struggling to rebuild infrastructure and livelihood in their homeland, images of water and bread and wine and milk and rich food without money and without price probably sounded both absurd and enticing all at the same time. But there's more to this proclamation from Isaiah. These concrete images of free water and bread and wine and milk these concrete images of rich food give way to the equally powerful reminder of God's everlasting covenant. The steadfast, sure love of God for God's people, even and especially in the midst of living in a foreign land, returning to economic devastation. And so the message is clear. In the midst of uncertainty, God's promise is certain. Now, that's all well and good on paper, but maybe it's not the most compelling statement on its own to a people who have lost everything and are starting from scratch. But connect it to the very real and vivid images of reviving waters and rich foods, and I think suddenly you've got something there to latch on to. Now, we've been talking a lot about renewal during this season of Lent at Unity. 
But the promise or hope or vague idea of renewal is often a lot easier said than experienced, isn't it? The busyness of daily life can be downright overwhelming. Returning emails and phone calls, making appointments, catching up with work and school and family commitments. Just this past Friday, I remarked in my Spiritual Practices 101 small group that my own copy of that Lasting Hope devotional that some of you are reading has collected dust on my coffee table since probably the fourth day of Lent. It's hard to make time for rest and renewal, let alone experience it. And it's even harder, I found, when we try to force it. But those moments of rest that just happen can actually be the most renewing of all. For me, those moments have almost always happened near actual physical water. For my whole adult life, I've lived by the water, whether on the shores of Lake Michigan and Hyde Park in Chicago, or on the Missouri River in Omaha, or back to Lake Michigan now living in Bayview. Walks across that pedestrian bridge over the Missouri or along the lakefront trail here have long been places of surprising renewal for me. Just this past week, in the midst of a very busy schedule, I took my dog for a walk along the Oakleaf Trail in my neighborhood that runs along the lake. No emails, no computer, no agenda, no hurry. Just walking and breathing fresh air and taking in the vastness of the lake. And so all week long, as I've been holding that moment in my mind, and holding this text in my mind, whenever I've gotten bogged down in work or worry, I've heard the call of Isaiah, come to the waters. Come to the waters and be renewed. Remember God's promise. Be loved. Just be. For me, I've experienced that promise by literal waters and in other places. And that voice calls to all of us, come to the waters. Where do you hear that voice calling you for moments of renewal? What physical, vivid places and images and people connect you to moments of renewal and God's promise of restoration? Our bodies and our spirits long for renewal. We need renewal these moments as by refreshing waters, to be good to ourselves, but also to be good to each other, to be good in the world. And so I think we can start at this table with this rich food of bread and wine. Indeed, we've already started by gathering here today in the presence of the body of Christ. And here we are centered around the waters of this font, the renewing waters of baptism that invite us, especially in this Lenten journey, to remember God's fierce and tender and everlasting love for each and every one of us. Come to the waters. 
be renewed in God's mercy.